welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about midlife dating. So if you're a woman or even a man listening of a certain age, then this is the podcast episode for you. If you're currently single or currently dating and not finding it particularly fruitful. So today, my guest is Joy Bothonamu. She's a divorce coach. Welcome, Joy. Hello. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here with you today. I think it was on the back of saying divorce coach. I got the da, da, da <laughs> sound in my in my voice. So sorry about that. Um, so midlife dating. Um, this is going to be a very relevant conversation um, for myself, especially because I'm, I'm one of those people that are currently midlife dating, and uh, I'm I'm finding it so different to how it was years ago. What What's your story, and how did you end up? sort of been, I suppose, the expert around this particular topic. I um, am divorced and midlife as well, right? So I think we go through that phase of reinvention when we go through some of these issues in life. And I love the fact that, you know, we do get to reinvent ourselves and we do get to kind of go through this, but dating in my 40s and 50s is very different than it was in my 20s you know, the, the dating pool is different. You, the issues are different with who you're meeting and how you're meeting them. And I think that there's just a lot that we can jump into today, but, uh, you know, having been a divorced mom of two teens makes it difficult to kind of jump into this world. But it was through that, that I got into divorce coaching and into this special into this specific area because of the fact that I was seeing those pitfalls and seeing the issues that people were getting themselves into in this space and how it's really a mindset thing and how it can kind of work against you when you're expecting to date in your 40s and 50s like you were dating in your 20s. Uh, so I think that there's a lot that we can learn from one another through our experiences and really find some confidence to step out in this midlife space. What do you think the alternatives are? Because all I've found, I suppose, that's appropriate for, and I'm a woman of 63 now, um, you know, it is, is literally online dating, which I've not found is a particularly great route to finding somebody who would be a great match, even though they say these uh, potential matches are a good match for me. I haven't found that to be the case. I love and hate online dating all at the same time. <laughs> I did it. I dipped my toe in it. And I went on some dates and you could see right away uh, a lot of times if they were or were not your match, you know, either A, through the conversations or B, on that first meetup. And then somebody would ghost you or you might ghost them and not call them back. Uh, but I actually had a two-year relationship with a gentleman that I met online on one of the dating apps. And he was lovely, but 
it was at the end of the day, I realized, wait a minute, I'm making too many concessions here. And he's fun and he's great. And he's a good, you know, hanging out guy, but he wasn't my partner in life. And I think that this is where the confidence in midlife can help us really enter that dating world. So online dating is a particular way to do it. Uh, there are organic ways, but they're just a lot harder with the way our busy lives are, especially in midlife. So I do like the online dating world, but there are other ways to meet people a little bit more organically as well. Okay. I mean, I, I did have some success previously. I mean, uh, in my late 40s, um, mm -hmm. into my almost 50, I met somebody through, via online dating, and that lasted for over 10 years. So I have had that success with online dating, but I'm finding it di a whole different ball game this time around. And I don't know if that's because, you know, I'm, I don't know, not um who I was as what as was we're not sort of who we were 10 years ago but um mm -hmm. whether it's because I've, I'm more discerning now and you know what I think that's a huge part of it because you're not putting up with the mm, the drama that somebody's bringing in you're much more likely to cut that off earlier so you're looking for something that's at a higher level a higher standard that better quality of person. You're not going to waste your time with somebody who's not your fit or might just be mediocre or just passing time. At this stage, we're looking for somebody who's companionable, who we're going to stick with for the long haul. But a 10-year relationship is great. I mean, that's a success in and of itself for relationships in general. I see marriages that last a lot less than that. So I think that that is actually a, you know, a check that it went well in the online dating world. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've been quite lucky, to be honest, because I was married before that and I was with my ex-husband for 23 years and that was a good relationship. It's just, for me, those relationships run their course. It's not that they were bad relationships or toxic relationships. You know, they just mm -hmm. literally ran the course. And I think that's another mindset I feel that needs to change is that, you know, thinking marriage needs to be forever, you know, because we don't think about that when we think about friendships, for example. Mm -hmm. No, and there's that reason, season, and a lifetime, right? And there may be somebody who comes into your life in that dating aspect that was there for that particular purpose. And we have to be okay to say, hey, you know what? Like you said, this ran its course. Let's move on. Let's part as friends and you know, wish each other well and move on with life. And that's okay. Some people are hell-bent on getting married again. Some people just want to have that um, maybe live-in relationship, or they want to keep their own place, but just have somebody who's companionable to go to dinner, to go out for vacations, to do those kind of things. And you need to be secure enough in your own self to figure out what level of relationship it is you're really looking for at this point. And understand that it takes a little bit of healing from that last relationship to be in that space of confidence. I had a girlfriend who, if her, if her nails were chipped or she was having a bad hair day, she would cancel a, a date for an online perspective because she wasn't showing up as 100% her best self. And I'm thinking to myself, if you go in with chipped nails, some guy's not even going to notice that necessarily. No. Like, it's not a flaw. It's just life. So 
go out and have fun. So these people who go, ah, I need to lose 20 pounds before I start dating again. You're only holding yourself back and you're only seeing that lack of, of confidence in yourself not to step out and put yourself out there. So I think that there's a lot that kind of goes into that dating world and having that confidence to know what you're looking for and what kind of relationship you want is huge. Absolutely. So what can we offer in terms of, you know, um, safety or red flags when it comes to the online dating? Let's talk about online dating to start with. Yeah. Um, online dating, you know, I, I definitely got the people who were scammers, right? Oh, let's, let's chit chat for a while. And that's the send me the money thing. I'm like, people really, everybody should be savvy to some of that in regards to making those connections. Um, and if, if you've moved past that and you've been able to clear out some of those financial seekers, then, then you can move on to who those people are who are ready for real relationships. Um, but I always tell people, you want to meet somebody in a public place. It's amazing to me how many people will meet at somebody's house or in a more isolated park, or let's go for a bike ride along the trail. You don't know who this person is. That's not your place to meet them. And I think that there are some of those basic things that are definitely very helpful. Um, I was a police officer for 30 years, so I did crime prevention. So this is really kind of where I want people to go out and have fun and be safe and make sure that they're okay. So meeting in those safe places, letting somebody know where it is you're going, not when you're doing your profile, don't put pictures of your kids up there. Don't put a family photo up there because uh, we don't want other people to know where it is that, um, who it is in our family. We don't want them to become any kind of a target. We want to make sure that when we're talking to somebody and chatting with somebody, we're not giving them too much information about where we live or where our kids go to school. It's fine if you say, hey, I've got you know kids in middle school and high school. Okay, great. That's a conversation starter. Hey, it doesn't need to be that they go to Smith Elementary and Jones High School where they can kind of discern some of that information a little bit more. You know, taking pictures for your online dating, making sure that you don't have backdrops that are leading to specific places where you might frequent uh, that they could pick out from some of these photos and maybe stalk, maybe try and find you there making sure that you stay safe in some of these locations just by what you put on your profile. So it's it's before you even get to the place, you can start that safety journey. And again, carrying some kind of a pepper spray, carrying something with you that would allow you to protect yourself in a harmful situation is definitely helpful on top of being careful of the drinks that you have and the food that you have, making sure if you go to the restroom, you get a fresh drink. My daughter's in college. She's a freshman in college. And I'm telling her that all the time, but it's the exact same thing for, for us when we go meet somebody at a bar and, and, or for coffee, same thing. You leave that cup, you get a fresh one every time. It doesn't matter if it's a $12 martini, go finish it up before you go to the ladies room. 
<laughs> and get yourself a fresh one when you get back. Don't get over and over served because we don't want you to be inebriated and have any issues there. There are some just basic issues that I want to make sure that people understand that they're keeping themselves safe, not putting themselves or their children in harmful situations. And, and not to make it sound too obvious, but for those um, reasons that you talked about in relation to leaving or not leaving your drink unattended is because it could get spiked or, or, or you know, with, with some sort of drug. That, and that's the reason why we're saying that, isn't it? Oh, gosh, most definitely. I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. Of course, there are all kinds of roofies and uh, date rape drugs and, and different things that they can put in to that drink that would cause you to black out, would uh, lose your inhibitions even more than just the alcohol, and could put you in a really precarious position. So we want to make sure that you're safe. Absolutely. So I just wanted to, I know that, you know, for most people that would be obvious, but I just wanted to make it super clear for those people that weren't sure why that would be an issue. Of course. And it's just interesting because we think, oh, that's something that the the, the kids have to deal with, the 20 year olds have to deal with. It's not. There can be predators at any age, any stage. And so you want to make sure that you're not too trusting when you're stepping out into this, this new space. And a lot of times, oh, I'm older, I'm wiser. And sometimes we let our guard down a little bit and you can't, you, you just don't know who this person is that you're dealing with and you can't let your guard down. 100% agree with that. So in terms of, I suppose, other red flags that you might pick up on, you mentioned about, you know, those people that mentioned they need money. And I think, you know, that, mm -hmm. that's an obvious red flag, but there, are there any sort of um, other things within those sort of conversations that might give you an, an indicator that somebody's a scammer before they get to asking for money? You know, some of those red flags are going to be, oh, I'm uh, I'm going out of, I, they they travel a lot. They can't meet you in person. They only want to keep that uh, dialogue going online. They, they're just keeping that space and that distance because they're really not accessible. They're not even here in the area where you are. They may be coming from California. They might be California. They might be coming from anywhere. I'm on the East coast. So my first thinking is that they're from the West coast, um, but they could be anywhere because of the fact that their intent is not to actually meet you. So if you find somebody who is not looking to meet travels, um, you know, they always say there are certain jobs, right? You know, oh, I'm a pilot. Pilots always get a bad rap because they're in different cities all of the time. There are certain uh, maybe occupations that are going to lead to that potential of being somebody who's not trustworthy. And I think it's a shame because, you know, obviously some there must be some people that are genuine pilots online, such as, um, you know, uh, in, industries such as oil rigs is another one, which is a red flag that I've seen on online yep. dating that, you know, as a means of not being able to sort of uh, speak to you on, on, on even on a video call is as an excuse. So that would be a red flag for me. Uh, yep. And also, you know, unfortunately, uh, people who say they're in the military, although there could, again, be genuine people on there that are in the military. Right. And 
you know, and then some of these aren't even red flags in regards to financial, but sometimes they're married. And sometimes they can only talk certain times, certain hours. I can't talk, you know, between uh, in the evenings because, you know, I've got these commitments. Well, yeah, their commitment is their wife. So sometimes you just have to look at how they're connecting with you and what it is they um, want to be able to, um, how they want to communicate and when they want to be able to communicate. Absolutely. And I think anybody that's not willing to get on a video call with you prior to, you know, having some conversations to uh, then arranging to meet in person, uh, that's that's a for me a big red flag. Mm -hmm. So anytime that you get those little I always call them like women's intuition, you get that little spidey sense, you know, where something just isn't settling right. Listen to that. That is an innate part of our being is those red flags, uh, that, that internal feeling of those red flags. So you don't even have to meet the person to see them. You start feeling them. There are enough fish in the sea. You can put, put that fish back in the pond and go and get your rod back out and go fishing again. And it's perfectly fine. Don't put yourself in precarious situations. Start a whole new, a whole new round of, of looking for somebody. Absolutely, because there's multiple billions of people on the planet. So there's obviously going to be multiple options in terms of choices for ourselves out there, isn't there? Yes. And, you know, I love to think that there's Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. But like you're saying, with so many people on the planet, why are we <laughs> limiting ourselves to this one possibility, this one choice? Why are we getting upset because some guy didn't call us back and ghosted us after the first date ladies gentlemen get back out there meet new people you know um and sometimes it's there's that meme that says you know don't look for the first guy you know see what his friends look like because he might have better looking friends right there's always going to be somebody out there and you need to kind of keep your opportunities open and i'm not saying to um cheat. I'm not saying not to be open and upfront when you are kind of honing in on a relationship, but ladies, gentlemen, keep your op options open for a little while. Don't just jump into the first relationship because that's kind of a downfall as well. What's going to happen in that first relationship, maybe out of a divorce, out of a long-term relationship? Give yourself some time to play the field. Absolutely. And don't worry about being rejected either. You know, um, you know, see rejection as protection. If if they reject you or ghost you, then they're not meant for you. So they're leaving you free, and be grateful that they're leaving you free to to seek somebody else who is a better match. Oh, I love that because you know some people are so fragile and so caught up in, you know, I, I've I've got to find somebody, and that rejection is so hard on them. So I love that rejection as protection. That's the way I view it. And I keep reinforcing that, you know, because that's what I do. You know, um, there's no point in feeling bad when actually they've probably done you a huge favor in letting you know that they're not available or they're not the person for you. And you don't need to waste your time on that particular person anymore. Nope. A hundred percent. 
<laughs> Wish them well. See them off. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> so going on to other offline options then, what, what, what suggestions do you have for people that um, probably want to explore maybe finding a potential match offline or away from the dating apps? Any ideas around that, Joy? You know, uh, one of the ones that I really love here are some of those meetup groups, uh, some of those singles who are just out to go kayaking or who want to go hiking. And there are group settings for people to meet and um, just learn about one another. It's not specifically for dating. It's just like-minded people who get together because what's going to happen is you're going to find somebody who has similar interests, spark up those conversations, spark up those friendships first. And those are really the better kind because you don't go into it with all of the expectations. You know, that first date is, um, you know, you talk to somebody online and you meet them and the chemistry isn't there. You've met this person through other non-dating opportunities and you've really struck uh, a relationship with them already, a friendship. So I do love those kind of meetup groups, those opportunities for singles to to do outside things or to do bowling. I don't know, whatever it is they do um, in regards to that. There are men, not mentoring, I'm sorry. <clears throat> there are like happy hour groups, there are wine clubs, different things that you can go to as a single where you can meet other people. So I love those opportunities that are based around the friendship first, where you're out in groups and you can kind of solidify those friendships. Um, there's always the workplace. Um, I've done, uh, used my workplace as a dating pool twice. <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend it. Uh, but I was married for 16 years to the uh, to the first person I met through work. And uh, my significant other is also from my previous workplace. So, you know, sometimes you meet people there. Uh, I love when you can meet people through civic organizations, right? If you're part of a church, if you're part of something that's uh, in your community already, whether you're part of a chamber of commerce or you're part of a business mentoring group, something like that. So there are these in-person opportunities to meet people that are healthy, that allow for those friendships to become uh, ingrained first before you start a dating relationship. Um, the bars, you know, like back in our 20s, right? We we went out with our girlfriends. We went out to a, a bar. You met some other, you met some other people there. You exchanged some phone numbers. You did some things. That just isn't necessarily as fruitful. Uh, and it's so much more time consuming at our age. So I don't know that those are really viable anymore, but I think that there are specific groups that you can find in your community and online. And I'm gonna talk about online dating but online groups where you can meet people and really make those connections and allow them to grow. Absolutely. And, and even through, you know, friends and family members, you know, um, some of our friends and family members might be in a position to introduce us to people that they know that we haven't already met in terms oh. of potentials. 
Oh, the blind date. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth That's it always sometimes a just to get a bit of practice, even if you don't need to at all. <laughs> oh, 100%. I love that because, yeah. And what's the worst case? Like you become friends with somebody, you realize they're not your person. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But yeah, you can always, um, you know, find the, those blind dates. I always, you know, ask people, you know, I, I don't want to know um, somebody who's maybe recently divorced uh, or or is going through their separation and through their divorce. I always like to give people a little bit of time to heal, to get to get settled after their last relationship before they jump into another. You've got people who are like, oh, well, when did you separate? Oh, uh, you know, two weeks ago. Red flag. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want you. I don't want you and your drama and your package of whatever you haven't unpacked yet. So, you know, when you're talking to friends and family and when you're meeting people, just be mindful that some of these people aren't ready for a relationship um, and that they're just jumping in too soon because maybe it is they're just lonely and they're just trying to glom on to somebody else in a relationship and they're not really bringing anything to it. Yeah, people have to be ready, don't they? And some can be ready sooner than others. But, you know, you have, again, have to use your own discernment and judgment around that. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, most definitely. And and that's where it's the questions and the conversations and really getting to know somebody before you decide it's time for exclusiveness or some type of a relationship. 100%. So, Joy. For those listeners that would like to get in touch with you, what's your best form of contact information? You know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and, uh, you know, I chit chat with people there all the time. So I can be reached uh, on Instagram. It's divorce underscore confidant. And I can be reached there probably most easily. Thank you so much, Joy. And for your wonderful shares and words of inspiration. Any other tips before we wrap up the episode around midlife dating that you would would like to share before we close the episode? You know, I just want people to be happy and healthy and safe. So just making sure that you're taking in all of those components when you're either online or in person meeting people, just make sure that you stay safe and that you um, see them for who they really are, not just who they're putting out there, but really uh, have that level of discernment like you were talking about to keep them safe and healthy and happy. Thank you so much, Joy. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on as my guest today. That's Joy Bartholomew, Divorce Coach. Thank you so much, Joy. Thank you so much, Lynn. Happy to be here. So it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.